the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It is Thursday the 15th, and you're tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, a full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. How about yourself? Oh, I'm hanging in there. It's a nice morning out, so it can't be too bad, right? I meant to show you, I've got a great picture that Grace sent us from yesterday. Grace Risch, oh, who was yeah. in talking about the St. Rokathon at St. Right. James, which is coming up. I can't remember the date. Uh, a few weeks. Yeah, you can look on St. James, <laughs> the greater uh, website, and, and find you, the information. And you can hear that interview back over on our Thank Panhandle you. Live Facebook page. Uh, i got to get that plug in as early as possible. <laughs> early and often. That's right. But we do have our first guest uh, in studio with us. It's Martinsburg City Manager Mark Baldwin. How are you doing this morning? Fine. Thank you. Good morning. Yeah, thanks morning. for coming in. Uh, I guess the first thing we should talk about is uh, the uh, late Mayor Johnson's funeral yesterday. Uh, you were in attendance. Um, how was it? Uh, we saw the uh, final little bit of it on the stream online, but it looked like it was a very nice uh, memorial service yes very nice uh, very well done on everyone's behalf and you know i think the mayor would be very proud of you know the community uh as a whole who, mm-hmm. who were involved in in her funeral services um a lot of great things said about the mayor from from all parties um and, and a beautiful day it yeah is that as well and i'd like to thank you all from wbm for coverage and and so forth over the past week or so and, and all news media uh, i think you've you've all done her a great service yeah, we appreciate that. So that's the least we could do for somebody as uh, uh, as that has as big of a personality as she did, as big of an impact as she did on the town. So uh, and that the procession through town was, uh, was emotional, moving. Yeah, it was uh, that was special to see all the people lined up. It, it was, and uh, you have to give credit to your city of Martinsburg Police Department uh, for covering every intersection with police officers. Um, you know, standing at attention, uh, you know, respecting the mayor uh, procession, as well as Main Street Martinsburg um, was Randy's idea for the the pink ribbons and, mm-hmm. and the pictures on the windows and asking people to come out in, in her memory. Um, so that was very nice. It was very nice, but uh, and, and and let's not forget about the special picture from the rooftop. And, oh and the yeah, yeah, let's not yeah. forget about that. I'm gonna yeah. plug that. Absolutely, you, you can, can you can find that over on our Facebook page yes. as well. No, that's very nice. It. very no, nice. it was nice. It was a very nice. I mean, you couldn't pick a better day for it, Absolutely. and uh, the community coming together. It was it was very nice to see. But as we all know, the gears of uh, politics and government uh, they keep running. So now, what is next for the city of Martinsburg? Uh, yes, I mean, council met last Monday or. Well, how many days ago that's been now? It's, it's yeah. been a long Monday, week for you, right? A few days ago, Monday, um, to, to set the process, and, and council uh, made the decision uh, by noon this Friday, um, anyone from the community that meets the charter uh, by being a resident and so forth, as well as council members, can submit their name 
uh, for consideration uh, to fill the vacant mayor spot. Um, so what are, I don't know if you, well, I guess you probably do have the uh, answer to this, but I guess what are some of the uh, qualifications? Yeah, qualifications for somebody. You want to know if you fit? Well, no, I already <laughs> declared yesterday on the show that I am not running for I don't know. the mayor. Politics is full of backtracking, yeah. so this <laughs> could be true. your first backtrack. I, I, I got to be careful because I may not know exactly what the charter right. says, but really i think it's it's you have to be a registered voter i'm right. i'm not sure if it's a residency requirement for that year even applies but i think as long as you're a city of martinsburg resident and registered voter you can make application and Check. And I'm sure that you know, our city attorney will look at those right. applications just to make sure everyone right. who has submitted meets the criteria, along with the city recorder. Right. Um, the applications, resumes, letters of interest, um, as I said, by noon Friday, you know, addressed to the city recorder who will then process those to council um, after noon Friday. Have you noticed, uh, oh, sorry, have you noticed uh, there being a lot of resumes and letters of interest coming in? Have you, are you part of that maybe? I, I'm not a part of that. Um, they're going straight to the city recorder. Um, that was Monday. Of course, Tuesday services, Wednesday funeral, and here we are Thursday. So I haven't had really a chance to even interact with that. This is and like the first business day back. Yes, it is. Really, it is. <laughs> and I don't, he's probably not even been in the office because oh, he stopped uh, by here. I've been in the office. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've been in the office every day, but uh, it's been difficult just trying to, oh, to work yeah. through stuff. Um, so people are curious. They want to know, um, you know, why this particular avenue was, was picked. We had... Um, city council member uh, Kevin Knowles on and he said well we had some options we could have done you know a a citywide election we could have just appointed someone temporarily we chose this route so people wonder is that really legitimate and they also wonder um, you know what what's up with the city council members actually being able to put their hats in the ring and vote on it yeah um, once again, you're getting into the legal questions, perhaps, but I'll answer the best I can. I mean, our city attorney, Ken Sayre, did a detailed memo to council about what the charter and state code said. And I think at the end of the day, it was, you know, clear council shall appoint in a very timely fashion, you know, to, 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 uh, to fill the vacancy. And right. and really, those were the options, you know, shall appoint. Um, yeah. And that's either internal or taking names external. Uh, that was a council decision. Um, I guess they could have said we're going to appoint from internal and and went through that process but mm-hmm. council agreed that let's do a very transparent external internal process of take names and council will consider those um that, that submit i have to ask would your name ever show up on that list <laughs> no i don't think i can serve <laughs> in both capacities <laughs> well i think that would be a demotion in a yeah. way yeah, yeah. To, in a point yeah, yeah. To a point. Nah, uh, I'm, I'm not on that list because i was talking to some people yesterday and uh talking about you know the uh, getting the new mayor uh appointed and they asked, why not just uh, take whoever was second or who was runner up to Mayor Johnson and in the put, in the actual election, right? In the actual election, and went through and just put them, uh, you know, into the spot. Is that would that have been an option too? Maybe I I I, th- I think I think the city attorney just pretty much said you shall appoint, right? And if they, those individuals that ran or anybody else wanted to submit a letter, mm-hmm. that probably could be considered as part of the thought process. Right. Um, so I think. Yeah, once they get those letters of interest, it's going to be a council decision as far as making an appointment. Right. I know you're not really part of that decision. You probably, and I'm not <laughs> going to put you on the spot to say who's your favorite, but those are some some big, cute heels to fill. You know, the mayor um, was everywhere, and she was, you know, in the short time that she was in office, made quite an impact. Yeah, sure. Um, you're right. I'm not in that process. I'm, you know, I'm the administrative part, and and I won't have you know any input or comments to that. That's a council decision next Wednesday, as it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I've, I've, I've been doing this for almost 30 plus years in different communities, two actually, Wellsburg and here, and I've been through five different mayors, and hmm. they all have different personalities. Every mayor has their own style, their own personality, their own way of doing and conducting business and interacting with the community. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's like we all say, and once we all move on from our professions, there's always somebody available to step right. in to continue the business of whatever and, and i'm sure that will happen in a very professional way right somebody's always eager to uh fill that position yes. but uh i guess moving away from the next uh mayor how are things you know moving along with projects around the city i mean i know the martin street corridor the uh, amtrak corridor seems to be getting pretty close to finish uh they woke me up this morning uh, working <laughs> on that that was nice i appreciated that uh, well but it's hot they? out now that's true they got <laughs> yeah, to get it going early and i get it i get it but uh, i think somebody might have uh not tightly loosened some of the bricks on front of one of the trucks this morning and as i was uh waking up i heard a big crash of bricks oh on the ground so uh yeah. yeah and a lot of yelling afterwards so i know it's Ooh, somebody's problem morning. so uh how are uh you know the projects around the city going Yes, um, that project in particular, we're hopeful we're, you know, within a, a month or so, give or take, whatever it may be, depending on rain schedules and so forth, uh, that project wrapping up. Um, you can see moving up the street, um, still have some concrete work. We're working with the utility companies on the power lines. That's been a different issue with scheduling for concrete work. Uh, so hopefully that'll be completed and open. Uh, the Martin Street parking lot, mm-hmm. uh, that bid has been awarded to McGinney uh, Contracting Construction. Uh, they have been issued their notice to proceed. So very shortly, they'll be moving in to redo yeah, the East Martin Street parking lot. <laughs> At least it's down the street. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I have a and, little bit of buffer, you know. Yeah, so, but we're trying to get those projects out of the way. And, you know, the, the neighborhood and businesses have been great. Now we appreciate the cooperation, you know, because a year ago it was utilities. Now it's the street. Now it's the parking lot. But that'll all be done. Uh, hopefully we can go out to bid on North Queen Street underpass project in the next three months and, and get that underway and started. Wow. Uh, we're still going through design process with City Hall, uh, renovations, um, the Frog Hollow Spur. Mm-hmm. Uh, once we get that acquired by deed with CSX and Argos working with us, uh, we'll be able to start developing a plan for for the trail. So Argos is doing what in that project? Well, Argos, if you go back, um, if you go back really far in the deeds, we we found out that CSX had the the use of the right of way in the land, but when it goes back to the original deeds, it was part of the original capital cement and before them whoever it was actually owned that property and right away hmm. so we had to go back that far to kind of get that um you know, a quick claim deed to the city to be able to use that right away gotcha. so i i saw and this i don't expect you to know much about it but i i saw they had some sort of dedication ceremony for the bathrooms at the train <laughs> station on saturday we didn't go out and cover it but <laughs> right but that's really cool. Yeah, things are starting to open back up, it seems. It's been like. a long time coming. Well, the restrooms are important because if they're going to have events, right. um, obviously mm-hmm. that's an important attribute. And it allows maybe the other properties to be developed as well. So that was a grant that they had. Um, kudos to them to getting that project completed. It's just one more step of you know, development for that, that area. And then for the zoning rewrite, that's the big thing on, uh, it seems, everybody's uh, list right now. Uh, I guess... Things had to be well. Things had to be put on hold because of uh, Mayor Johnson passing away, uh, and that's going to be starting up at the next week's uh, council meetings, right? right? Yes, um, at Monday's meeting, uh, they did schedule the regular July meeting to be held Wednesday the twenty first, I believe, that's the date six thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, same agenda. Basically, it was on for July eighth. We just we had to get that business items out of the way. There's several things on there that need to be taken uh, care of rather than waiting to our August meeting. 
um, which is August 19th instead of August 12th because the municipal conference is the week before. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a timing issue there. So we couldn't wait till August 19th to have items completed. So, yes, that third and final reading is on that agenda. And then if uh, everything, you know, gets passed and moved through, how quick does that start? Does that start, you know, the next day or does it have like a little bit of a waiting period? I believe effective dates of passage and, and signing. So, yes, effective as of the date of passage. Cool. And all of that, the information is available on the Martinsburg City. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's out there. Um, the her documents, at, I believe, at the library, City Hall, right. online, so forth. So I've already heard folks saying uh, they believe something big needs to be named after the mayor. What have you been hearing? I've not heard a lot about that yet. I'm sure that may come to fruition, uh, maybe suggestions from the community or council themselves. So. Um, that that may take shape over the next big big few colorful months. mural would be nice too mm-hmm. something colorful yeah something yeah. absolutely again yeah. we're speaking with uh, Martinsburg City Manager Mark Baldwin uh, anything else big on the uh, agenda on the list now yeah that, did you we know, forget are, to ask yeah, him starting <laughs> to kind of slow down for you a little bit uh, no I mean we're into you know we're gonna have a, you know our budget revisions for the new end of the fiscal year beginning a new fiscal year July twenty eighth we have a special meeting to report our unencumbered balance and. Have some meetings set forth, uh, you know, some of the use of additional carryover funds and we'll continue with our city projects and, and city business as usual. It's, it's, it's never a boring day. Absolutely. Never a boring day. And uh, again, uh, thanks for letting us, you know, kind of be a part of the, uh, you know, memorial services and things for uh, Mayor Johnson, because that was definitely a, uh, it, it's always weird to say that was a special yeah. thing because of somebody. Yes. yes. Thank yeah, you. You're, you're, yeah. All week you've been picking the I right words. The words. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> yes. I do the words. Absolutely. Again, we've uh, been speaking with Martinsburg City Manager Mark Baldwin about, uh, I guess, the state of the city, if you will. And stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, a full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Before the break, we had City Manager, Martinsburg City Manager Mark Baldwin in to talk about, you know, of course, the uh, funeral service and uh, memorial services for the late uh, Mayor Johnson yesterday. And then, of course, you know, moving forward uh, after, you know, uh, uh, Mayor Johnson now, so uh, which is going to be, in my opinion, very interesting, as mm-hmm. we were saying, uh, to see how it all kind of shakes out here uh, the next week or so. So, you know, it's a three-year term. It's not a full four-year term. And, you know, how does that affect re-election if you run again for it? Do you, you know, get another term or is that your first term? Considered? Right. So all of these questions we have. I, I wanted to uh, to say kudos to you. Uh, I know we mentioned it briefly uh, you can see it on our uh, Panhandle, I'm sorry, our WEPM uh, Panhandle News Network Facebook page. And also um, they shared it on the Ber- uh, the South Berkeley page as well. That great video of the mm. mayor's procession during, uh, d- you know, during her funeral and the folks coming out. And I, someone said on the South Berkeley page, and I thought it was very poignant. It was her last ride through mm-hmm. Martinsburg, the city she loved. And it was uh, it was a very moving experience, especially, uh, and I didn't notice it while it was happening, but when I got back, 
here to the uh, station and watch the video again, I noticed a uh, mail carrier uh, come out of one of the businesses that he was, of course, dropping mail off to, uh, realized what was going on, saw the uh, hearse coming through, and he walked out into the street, stopped, and uh, stood there and saluted the entire time as she went past, mm. which I thought was very cool. Very fitting. I'm sure there were that that was kind of going on around the city. Oh, yeah. As Mark Baldwin mentioned, you know, folks were lining the street. They had pink ribbons out. And so a very fitting for a mayor who gave a lot to mm -hmm. a city that she loved. If you like looking at inspiring videos, by the way. Okay. And uh, you are on the Facebook. Okay. Go on Berkeley Senior Services. So I already oh, shared these yeah, with you. But yeah. a, friend of, a friend of the program, Amy uh, Orndoff, uh, posted a bunch more on her page. So not everyone can see those, but um, so the folks in Berkeley senior services have only been back for about a week. They mm -hmm. got, they got back in the building on the seventh, I believe. And so yesterday, I guess it was, they had, um, or maybe it was Tuesday, but I think it was yesterday. They, they were dancing. They yep. had a DJ. And, and looked, that looked like a pretty fun party. It looked like everybody was so happy to be back and able to kind of be back and around each other. It is. It's wonderful to see. It's the music is fun. Mm -hmm. You could tell this is a music from their, you know, from their youth. And every one of them have better moves than me. <laughs> so, but it's so fun to watch their energy. Right. And I guess we uh, we kind of take it for granted now because I mean, for the last what month or two, it's kind of been back to you know mm -hmm. business as usual. And you forget that you know the section of people that have been really hit the hardest from this pandemic have been the elderly and they haven't been able to, you know, use their senior services or even see a family for mm -hmm. that matter. So um, it's, it's cool to see how, you know, relieved and uh, excited they were to kind of be back in their, in their setting with their group. They just got out for spring break, I you know, know. and um, Amy said it's been, I believe she said 475 days that they haven't been able to meet. Oh, wow. The, the services, many of the services continued, mm -hmm. um, you know, they continued trying to help the seniors out as they could. And they, they did things online to try to keep everyone's interest up, but very difficult when one of the perks of having a senior services, you know, building is allowing folks to gather like that. And you could tell these folks really enjoyed having that perk back. Yeah, that was pretty cool to see that. And uh, <laughs> it was good music too. Got some moves. Yeah. This folks got some moves. I don't have those moves. <laughs> Had to bring them in here one of these days and have them uh, do a dance off. Yeah, I can't even say that I wish I could move like that when I'm 80 because I can't when I'm this age. <laughs> They're... I'm not a very good dancer either, so I can uh, I can associate with that. I'm the guy that kind of stands in the towards the back, uh, yeah, just like kind of the... shoulder dances a yep. little bit. You know, that's what I do. Maybe yeah. every once in a while, maybe drop it down. No shame in your dance, something game. like that. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, to get away from us talking about our uh, not very good mm -hmm. dancing. Uh, if you missed it at the beginning of the show, we had City Manager Martinsburg City Manager Mark Ball went on to talk about things moving forward and. Uh, the zoning rewrite is going to be very interesting to see how that works out uh, this coming week. Because as, right. as we know, Mayor Johnson was the you know tie-breaking vote on this third reading. And uh, now there's a vacancy. Well, for now, there's a vacancy mm -hmm. at uh, for that tie-breaking vote. But that should be filled. Should be filled. With, should by be the filled. time the next meeting comes around. So, <laughs> so it'll be uh, interesting to see how different it goes from what it, I guess, could have been with uh, you know Mayor Johnson holding that power of that uh, tie-breaking vote. There's a lot riding on this decision. There's a ton, and there are more and more signs I see around town uh, either for or against the zoning rewrite, and I feel like every day there's more and more and more popping up uh, in people's yards. Isn't that interesting? Because it's not going to be up for public vote. Right. Um, you know, the, the mayor's position. Right. It's all on the city council. So, uh, you know, they say elections have consequences. Right. 
Oh, goodness. Uh, stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Live and local, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, a full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. Again, if you missed the beginning of the show, we had Martinsburg City Manager Mark Baldwin on to uh, talk about things moving forward after the passing of the uh, late Mayor Harriet Johnson, which is very uh, interesting conversations. Make sure you listen back to that. If you missed it, over on our Panhandle Live Facebook page, and then joining us in studio is uh, Teresa McCabe and uh, Vice President of Marketing and Development at WVU Medicine Berkeley Medical Center uh, and uh, the new vascular surgeon, Omar Nadra. How are you guys doing this morning? Doing Good. well, thank you. Absolutely, Good. thanks for joining us. Thank and uh, I guess I should say welcome to the panhandle to you, Omar, because uh, uh, you've spent some time you know, in the area, and we'll start talking about your background a little bit, but you're moving over here from uh, Morgantown, right? Yes, that's what I uh, did my sur- surgical training, vascular surgery training, so I'm, I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Uh, we're glad to have you, too. And uh, uh, Teresa was saying that, um, you know, she's also very excited to have you here in the building. <laughs> we are because, you know, we have the Heart and Vascular Institute located here um, in the East region. And, um, you know, we have now a full complement to both interventional and general cardiologists. But um, we also have thoracic uh, thoracic surgeon. But now um, with Dr. Nadra here, we now have a full complement of services with now having vascular surgery available right here. Um, in our area. We're happy that only two weeks in that one of your first stops is here yes, at absolutely. WEPM. So I uh, appreciate you being here. Talk about um, your background, where you were trained, because that's it's a really like a cool first day. Thing. It's like a first day of school question. You yeah. got to stand up and say your name, where you're from. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm a foreign medical graduate, so I'm originally from Syria. I did my medical uh, university in Russia. Eventually, I was able to come to the United States for surgical training. I've been um, in Hopkins uh, at Baltimore for two years. I did University of South Alabama in Mobile for three years. And on, uh, I came to West Virginia Morgantown uh, for vascular surgery training uh, for two years, too. So, um, Wow. I have to ask, because of the timing, and I'm, I'm trying to picture you know, your age and when you would have trained. Did, did you do any training medic-wise in war zones, or were you able to kind of stay away from those areas? No, actually, I was uh, luckily available to avoid all those things because the war kind of happened after I left. Mm-hmm. So. so how does one get into uh, vascular surgery? I mean, uh, that's dealing with veins. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a medical student by any means, but that's definitely uh, dealing with uh, blood and <laughs> veins, right? So I guess for somebody like me, well, I'll rephrase the question. What is vascular surgery <laughs> for uh, people like me that don't know? So it has to do with vessels and uh, vessels, usually arteries and veins. You were right. Um, So uh, we specialize in treatment of um, um, vessels all over the body, um, except basically the heart uh, and the major vessels that come off the heart. Those are more cardiac surgery. So everywhere else we um, have procedures or diseases that we address. Hmm. What are some prevalent diseases that involve vessels that aren't the heart 
you know, area. Like, does that involve like high cholesterol and things like that too? Yes. Strokes? So um, old age, smoking, um, high cholesterol, all can create uh, what's what we call atherosclerosis or hardening of the arteries. And it can involve any artery in the body. Most commonly it's the legs. So people would not be able to walk for long distances, would have pain in their calves. Um, other areas like the carotid artery, which feeds the brain, it can create stroke. So mm-hmm. uh, people with stroke will get referred to us. Uh, we definitely treat veins, varicose veins or swelling of the legs that patient will have for a long time and it's not caused by the heart would also be addressed by vascular surgery along with aneurysms in the abdomen. Um, so it's a, it's a very um, specialty that addresses all regions of the body, basically. Right. Very now, specialized. Uh, absolutely. Now, Teresa, how did you uh, come to find out about uh, Dr. Nadra? Well, I can't take uh, credit for, for bringing him here, <laughs> but we do have a great physician recruitment team here and uh, on behalf of Berkeley and Jefferson Medical Center. So they work closely, of course, with Morgantown. Again, another benefit of being part of WVU Medicine, the largest healthcare system um, in West Virginia and also the School of Medicine uh, because we certainly try to recruit our own, as we say. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we feel real fortunate that we were able to get Dr. Nadra, convince Dr. Nadra to come <laughs> to the Eastern Panhandle. Oh, there's so much here. I, I, we could talk about that after after the show about what you can see and, and do here. But um, so when we're talking about diseases of, of the vascular system, and you mentioned stroke, that's a huge concern for a lot of people because there are so many compounding factors, age, like you mentioned, weight, stress. Um, are there ways that folks can prevent it happening or being um, really a horrible event through your services? Uh, definitely. So we there's a lot of reasons for stroke and the vascular, the, uh, the, the thing we address, uh, operate on is about 20% of those uh, reasons. So there's a lot more reasons for stroke than we can actually address. But generally to prevent that is a, just a healthy lifestyle, healthy diet. Smoking is a very, very big concern, especially in West Virginia. And um, uh, the prevention is the best. I mean, once we are able to uh, pinpoint what's the reason for the stroke, is it the heart or the vessels in the neck, we can definitely offer an operation to decrease that stroke risk. Now, I got to ask you, how did uh, COVID kind of affect your, uh, you know, field in the last year and a half? Because I'm sure, I mean, being in the medical field, that it did tremendously affect, you know, your day to day. Uh, It did. I mean, a lot of... Uh, a lot of what we saw during COVID is, um, well, first, patients were not able to get to their care um, fast enough. So definitely more emergent presentation of diseases that we usually see. And uh, we definitely saw the phenomenon after COVID that um, called hypercoagulable. So the blood is more uh, prone to clotting. So hmm. we would see a because lot of... Because of the disease? Yeah. So we'd see a lot of weird clotting that we usually would not see otherwise. Right. Um, and uh, those definitely presented also emergently. So we had to do operations on them and... Um, wow. Yeah. Huh. Extract clots. So how does someone know that they're clotting, though? I mean, because by yeah. the time it gets into your lung, it's really right. awful. But right. how would they know that that's something that's happening? Uh, unfortunately, there's multiple reasons for clotting. Um, there's a clotting in the arteries, which the vessels that deliver blood to the tissue and clotting in the veins. And those two are treated differently. 
Um, so most of the time, if it's an acute episode, we just discover that um, when the patient comes into the ED, um, a lot of those clotting uh, disorders can be genetic. So mm-hmm. people have it from from their family, from parents, and uh, in that time, you can do something preventative like putting patients on blood thinner just because right. they has a history of some genetic abnormality. So when when you see them though, and there's an emergency issue you guys have to go in and try to fix things. Are you rerouting? And this is me not being technical about this, but are you blowing through the the veins? How does this work? So there's multiple, so clots in the veins, most of the time it happens in the legs and that's what people hear about clots that they travel to the lung. Those are from the veins. Most of the time they just need a blood thinner. Uh, Sometimes if the clot is extensive and proceeds into the pelvis and the abdomen, we have to do special procedures to retrieve those clots to prevent the leg from chronically being swollen. They come in and get them out. It sounds like. Gives me me chills. I don't think Jordan can be your surgery assistant. (laughs) No, I don't do needles very well. I'm sure needles are a big part of vascular uh, surgery in general. Yes, yes. (laughs) So, uh, Dr. Nadra, how does your practice work? Do you have a standalone practice or are you on call? Uh, so I'm affiliated with Morgantown. So we're part of the HVI and that was one of the, um, reasons that we wanted to extend the services that provided in Morgantown. We have the Heart and Vascular Institute in Morgantown and we want to, um, bring this to the patients in West Virginia, basically to, um, a lot of patients now travel, uh, through state borders to mm-hmm. get uh, care other, uh, somewhere else. So we tried to bring this. Uh, to um, Berkeley Medical Center and provide the university uh, affiliation with um, uh, West Virginia University. So uh, what is, since you've only uh, really been down here for a few weeks, I think uh, you said, what's the first you know order of business? Is it just kind of getting your feet settled and getting used to the new environment? Or is it you know full speed ahead, uh, full list of patients? We need you in the OR stat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's um, more slow because um, I think the most important thing is the community and the referral doctors to know that there are services available at Berkeley Medical Center and um, Dorothy McCormick. Uh, center. So um, basically meet everybody, uh, get to know people, right. uh, come to the radio station. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Which we, yeah, love. we appreciate That's a great that. Yeah. Thank you, Teresa, for bringing him by. <laughs> um, so I'm looking in your bio and it talks about you being board certified in, in lots of things, including advanced airway management. I'm sure there's been a lot to learn about that mm. in the last year and a half. Well, I mean, it's more certification. So the board, the only board, I'm, I'm a general surgery board uh, certified and a, a vascular board eligible because I finished my training. Uh, so it's going to be in the next year. Um, hopefully I'll be board certified. Uh, the other ones are certifications. So mm-hmm. it's not as extensive a training, but um, aero management is mostly for emergencies. So it's not it's not anything to do with COVID or treatment of that. It just um, um, to provide airway in the case of uh, difficult situations. So let me ask you a, uh, I guess, true or false question here coming from uh, a TV uh, Wait, scenario. Looks, okay. Like a setup. I know. So uh, speaking of airway management, now say somebody's choking, right? And it's stuck in their throat. If it gets to a certain point, you can't get, you know, proper medical attention to the place. Is it true that if you take a pen and you take, you know, the ink part out and you, you know, jam it into the throat, that that is an appropriate way to get airflow back in, you know, to the lungs? 
Uh, it might be appropriate, but I would s- yeah, say by that's last case scenario by medical professional because you can damage a lot oh, yeah. of um, organs doing that, and I would not do it as just a simple person. But you I see would, it on TV. That's it, why. That's why I made sure I prefaced that it was a TV yes. scenario. <laughs> I don't think it works that way. It, uh, I mean, it's very difficult. Like even doing that with instruments right. and um, sharp instruments, it's hard. So uh, jamming just like it, it's it's harder than it is. Yeah. Well, I figured I'd ask because uh, that was one of the first things I thought of when you said airway management. At, that popped in my head. Who knows where I saw that from? But I, I don't know. If someone tried that, I think that would revive. I'd be like, "Ow, what are you doing?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it like, might get the might get the uh, you know choke lodged. You're angry now. enough. Maybe the grate comes up. <laughs> yeah, who knows? But again, we're speaking with Teresa McKay, Vice President Marketing of Marketing and Development for WVU Medicine, Berkeley Medical Center, and of course uh, the new vascular surgeon, uh, Dr. Omar Nadra. Now, Teresa, uh, how are things going over at Berkeley Medical Center? Uh, it seems like there's always something big happening over there. Yes. Well, in addition to uh, recruiting additional physicians, both primary care and specialists, um, which this is the time because they're finishing up their residencies, and mm. normally um, we see this time of year. So we have two new orthopedic surgeons joining us next month, um, a variety um, of other um, hospital-based physicians in the emergency department um, and hospitalists. But um, we always have a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, we just... um, not too long ago over at another institute that we have here locally, the Rockefeller Neuroscience Institute. Um, you were there mm-hmm. for the surgical <laughs> theater really cool. demo. I know Marsha was there. She loved that. Yeah. She was talking doc- about that for days. I know. <laughs> and Dr. Sherman, one of our, um, ne- our neurosurgeons, he has a virtual platform for seeing inside one's brain and, and looking at the tumors and so forth. So that's all very exciting uh, things happening there. Um, but uh, just... Plans in general, getting our five-year strategic plan in place. Our new CEO has been working on that. So we, we have lots of things going on. Always room for expansion. You know, periodically I'll see those those notes on the on the boards that say, you know, code yellow, code red. It, I'm not sure what's going on right now. You know, I haven't seen anything lately. But uh, with a, a steady emergence of more cases uh, in the region, are you guys uh, getting ready for another wave? I kind of well, preparing again. We, we always have to be prepared because, again, COVID, no one really knows because the historical data just just isn't there. So we're hoping, you know, we're, we're seeing, I know here locally, the number of inpatients um, hospitalized have, that's uh, dropped dramatically. I think today we had five. Wow. Um, at Berkeley and maybe one at Jefferson. So far from the days back in January, February, where we were talking 70, 75. The huge relief for the healthcare. I know one of my friends is a doctor and he was just coming back from vacation. He said, you know, my vacation's over. Unfortunately, COVID (laughs) isn't. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I know there are reports of certain areas of the country where they're seeing upticks. A lot of those kind of vacation destinations, I guess, where a lot of people are going, there's still people that have not been vaccinated. So, you know, again, they, they really, if you have not been vaccinated, you do need to be cautious. Of course, Dr. Nodder could speak to this better uh-huh. than I, but, um, you know, unfortunately, I think a lot of people are getting a little lax there um, with the masks. If you haven't been vaccinated, you really still need to wear the masks, social distance. Of course, everybody needs to wash their hands and, you know, <laughs> anyway. pay, pay attention to that. But, right. um, yeah, but fortunately, yes, here locally, we have seen a decrease um, in the number of folks being hospitalized. Now, uh, Dr. COVID. Say now, Dr. Nadra, uh, I guess coming off of that topic, how, how do you see the, uh, I guess, trends and the trajectory uh, with COVID, I guess, coming out of the summer now where things have kind of gotten, well, things are 
pretty much back to normal, but you're still seeing the cases start to rise in different places. So uh, I guess what's your professional thought on that? Well, I would be also cautious giving any professional right. advice regarding because that's not my area of specialty right. infectious diseases. So I would definitely refer to um, CDC, the official uh, bodies that uh, provide guidance. Um, I mean, the thing that I can say is definitely if you're not vaccinated and you're eligible, uh, you can get vaccinated. That will protect you from the disease. Now, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> Jinx. Teresa, Teresa mentioned uh, tourist attractions. We've got them here. Hopefully you'll get out to Harper's Ferry and see some of those places, some of the areas around here, the hiking trails and that. Uh, will he have a chance to take a day off here and there? Well, of course. Okay. <laughs> yeah. His head started nodding like, immediately. Yeah, <laughs> so again, we're talking with uh, Teresa McKay, Vice President of Marketing and Development with WVU Medicine, Berkeley Medical Center, uh, Jefferson Medical Center, and uh, vascular surgeon Omar Nadra. Now, is there a way if people uh, are interested in learning a little bit more about you is there a way that they can find that maybe online somewhere or you know phone number or just pop in uh, <laughs> i think on the wvu medicine website they should have uh, created I don't, i'm not sure if they already did that we but did they should, yeah. yes you're ah, off there yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah just go to wvumedicine.org and go to the berkeley medical or jefferson medical homepage, and um there, it's very easy to click on physician specialties um, and you'll find or just Google his name and, and it will come up. Absolutely. Again, Teresa McKay, Vice President of Marketing and Development with WVU Medicine, Berkeley Medical Center and vascular surgeon Omar Nadra. Thanks for coming in. Welcome to the area. Uh, and uh, I'm sure you have great things ahead of you with the Berkeley Medical Center. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping families, businesses, individuals with all of their legal needs. Uh, you can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. You'd think that's the first time I've read that uh, and not you the fourth You did so well at the top of the show. That Goodness. Was, I was going to compliment you on such a good job. <laughs> well, thank you. But uh, if you missed any of the show at the beginning, we had uh, Martinsburg City Manager Mark Baldwin on to talk about uh, things moving forward after the passing of the late uh, Mayor Harriet Johnson. And then just before the last break, we had Teresa McKay, Vice President of Marketing and Development with WVU Medicine, Berkeley Medical Center, uh, and Jefferson Medical Center, and the new vascular surgeon, Dr. Omar Nadra. That was a very interesting conversation, especially mm -hmm. somebody like me that has no idea about anything medical. So if you uh, missed that, you can always listen back to it over on our Panhandle Live Facebook page. He's very patient with us, layman. As a, as a good doctor should be, <laughs> I believe. Especially so, with, us, uh, with somebody like me that has no idea what they're talking about. So uh, I feel like I need to talk about this because I discovered someone put a uh, screenshot of this and I looked it up. <clears throat> Do you remember a while back I was, there was a, like a mini rant. I'm like, why are there always jeans on the route 340 mm -hmm. bridge right. near Harper's Ferry? Like they're just there like and a new fresh and they just I was going to say it's not the same pair. No, right? no, no. Like, and it's, sometimes it's a, it's a, like a bag full of clothes, but mostly jeans. And I was wondering if maybe it had something to do with the Appalachian trail or maybe the, the rafting industry. Well, there is a group that has been developed. That's uh, set to come, come up with the solution or get down to the, you know, right. Brass tacks of it. Uh, the Jefferson County special laundry unit Facebook page <laughs> has been formed and I plan to join it. That is hilarious. You know, Facebook can be a pretty 
nasty place from time to time. But then you come across things like that, mm-hmm. and you're like, man. There's people out there just um, trying to figure out where this uh, laundry is supposed to go. They, you know, they got random pictures around Jefferson County of just laundry just lying dead in the street. Mm-mm-mm. And I, you wonder how does that happen in such a pervasive manner in one county? Uh, especially jeans. Like I could get like a sock. Like I understand that. Who maybe gets even rid a of t-shirt. Jeans? Like yeah. falling. Just maybe it's in the back seat or something, and it just flies out of the window. Right. But jeans, uh, that's that. They're not just going to fly out of the window on their own. I don't think. There's got to be an answer to this. Anyway. Maybe you'll find it in the uh, special laundry unit. I'm, I'm joining it right now. I feel like right you now. should do the law and order. Dun, dun, I'm putting my that. request in right now. I don't know if they'll ask me a question. but Well, if they do, oh, you What say, would you do to protect the town from laundry-related offenses? Well, let's hear it. I know. I got to think about this. I can't just... You have uh, 20 seconds to think about it. find out all I can. <laughs> How hilarious is that? Special laundry unit. Uh-huh. Do you think they have t-shirts? Wouldn't that be... <laughs> or laundry bags? Wouldn't that compound the problem? You can imagine if they had uh, like branded laundry bags. Solve it with more laundry? No, you're just go pick it up <laughs> with your special laundry unit bag. You need like pinchers, yeah. right? Oh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Anyways. I'm uh, still answering, but I... Okay. <laughs> we'll give an update on Marsha's answer on what she's going to do to help the, the, group. To help the uh, public, the general public from uh, loose laundry. But if you missed any of the show, you can always listen back over on our Panhandle Live Facebook page. Uh, for Marsha Kavalik, I'm Jordan Warner. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Uh, have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow. and WCST Berkeley Springs. This is the Panhandle News Network, a West Virginia Radio Corporation station.